0: Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me in this evidence-based medicine podcast on wellness. I'm here today with Dr. Alan Safty, world-famous gastroenterologist. We're going to talk about living longer and cheating death. Alan, tell us what we can do to cheat death.
1: You mean other than don't die? Um... <laughs> that's,
0: that's the main one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... First of all, I have to apologize. Uh, Both of us have been a hiatus. We've been very busy um, with work. So, and we apologize for not getting out any podcast for a period of time. So, you know, it's interesting. Everybody says, you know, I'm not gonna live longer. My genes, you know, I don't have good genes. I mean, I hear that all the time. I have bad genes. And there's an interesting study. that was published in august that looked at physical activity may have a much stronger role than genes in longevity Uh, so you know just because your genes people in your family haven't lived long in the past doesn't mean that you won't Uh, we always want to go over with our physician our genetic history um which is a very important thing to go over you know what is your family history going out a couple generations on discussing that because there's lots of diseases that genetics make a big difference. But in regards to longevity as a whole, um, you know, what we need to look at is some of these recent studies um, and higher levels of light physical activity. You didn't have to do a lot or, or moderate to vigorous physical activity was associated with lower risk of death. Um, if you sit a lot on your rear to end.
0: Me, to me, that's all good news because my... My father died when he was 52, and uh, it was just a sudden death. And I have several friends who had similar experiences um, who have told me that, oh, they're not going to live, they're not going to live. And um, several of them are in their 70s right now. So, um, you know. I,
1: well, you know, and that's, and you've already beaten that, Bill, because you have, you know, you have good behaviors, Um you know, our behaviors make a big difference. The foods we eat, our activity, you know, sitting on our rear end, that sedentary time was associated with higher risk of mortality. Um, And and these studies, I must say that they were done, it came from the Women's Health Initiative studies. um, And they're large studies, but uh, I'm extrapolating this to men also. So you know, giving the yep, aging the population. Have,
0: yeah, the women Health Studies have like fifty thousand people in it, so it's a it's a real study, and they have um, rigorous controls, so it's actually a very well done uh, medical study.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and it supports you know we have an aging adult population. We spend way too much on healthcare when we have simple preventative things, and you know the more time we spend engaging in lower intensity activity, the study found support recommendations. That this physical activity uh, of almost any intensity can reduce the risk of disease and premature death so let's talk about other things in regards you know to physical activity um you know what kind of physical activity are we talking about well there's what are the you know that we've talked about this in the past there's multiple types of exercise um you know there's aerobic activity which this, this study actually stressed was, you know, get taking a walk, doing something, bike riding. Um, but what about strength training, another type of exercise? We'll get into balance training, which all of us needs to be doing. Uh, and then stretching, uh, yoga, meditation, those kinds of exercise also. But strength training, there was an interesting study, and it's almost been, uh, you know, probably a week or two ago that it came out that people who lift weights, um, you know, essentially, they're playing the long game. Uh, they're doing much better. Um, you know, there's some newbie type gains, the quick and exciting increases in muscle strength, and you might look better. Um, but, you know, there's some long-term gains, and there's a growing body of research that shows resistance training adds years to both lifespan and a healthy lifespan, the period of life when we're in good health. Um, there was a study that was published from Japanese researchers that linked muscle strengthening activities to 15% lower risk of all-cause mortality. So do you have to lift a lot of weights? No, Um, but we have to get aerobic training. We have to keep our muscles in shape for a variety of reasons. Um, This resistance exercise was linked to lower risk of just not cardiovascular disease death, which we expected. But also cancer deaths uh, were reduced by 12%. And diabetes, which is really an epidemic in our society, uh, was reduced by 17%. So, and we'll do some, um, we have a lot of new evidence in regards to diabetes, um, and we'll discuss that in a future podcast. Um, so basically...
0: Well, that's, a, that's a good thing. You know, it's, we've always known that doing lifting exercises, especially for women, um it's been well shown that it reduces their incidence of osteoporosis and reduces their risk of hip fractures. And we've always thought that it would probably help. I've always thought it would probably help with longevity, but that's great to hear that some actual studies are showing it. But, but let's talk about the weight. How much weights do you have to lift? I mean, you, I knew you were going to talk about that. Um,
1: we're not sure. First of all, I mean, the, the, the strength training prescription typically in the past involved a lot of sets, um, you know, three per exercise. So moderate reps, you know, eight to 12 repetitions of that weightlifting per set and a relatively heavy weight. Also, I would always recommend it if they were doing that at least initially to get professional supervision and a well-equipped gym. Um, but that, you know, one, it's unappealing uh, to a lot of people and it's impractical. Uh, so what we've really learned is that even lower intensity strength training, even a few reps with lighter weights without a lot of specialized equipment, somebody can buy five, three, five, 10 pound weights um, and do very well. And sometimes doing them slower is better than doing them faster. Um, you know, any type of resistance exercise uh, it was linked to lower mortality. And when we look at large populations and, you know, how much strength training should you do? Uh, First of all, always discuss things with your physician before you do any of these things. Um, But the maximum longevity benefit comes from one or two resistance exercise sessions a week. And that may total a total of 30 minutes a week. And it doesn't take a lot. And we'll discuss some of these. More interesting studies, which are too small right now, where even a couple, you know, a few minutes of resistance training may improve one's longevity. So, you know, consider adding that to your regimen. Um, and and so the last know,
0: even a five minute workout or a 10 minute workout. Yeah. What well, may be very helpful.
1: Yeah. And use good form. I'd rather you use light weights with good form and go slow because lengthening the muscle. um, You know, not just contracting it, but as so you would say you're doing a bicep curl as you contract the biceps, that's beneficial. But as you let, you know, add resistance as you're bringing your back arm back down, bring it down slowly. And even if it's a three pound weight, you know, doing, um, you know, some reps with that and trying to do, you know, it probably doesn't have to be 30 minutes. And we'll discuss that in the future podcast because a lot of that's a little bit newer evidence. And then the last thing I want to talk, you know, your dementia risk may be tied also. So we've talked about cardiovascular health, cancer health, resistance training. And now we're going to talk a little bit dementia risk tied to your daily step count. Um, and and that's very interesting. You know, dementia, which is another epidemic we have with an aging population, can drop by 25%, as little as 3,800 steps per day. Um, that's a minimum number of steps. I mean, it's 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 something that everybody can accomplish. And this was from a UK biobank uh, study from the United Kingdom, uh, and looking at you know the highest dementia risk reduction, you know, occurred at about nine thousand eight hundred and twenty-six steps. But there was there was a reduction even at three thousand eight hundred and twenty-six steps per day uh and a significant reduction so it was half the maximum reduction but it still was a significant reduction so you know everybody should be getting out there to exercise I would um you know these studies suggest that population-wide dementia prevention may be improved by shifting weight from the least active end of the step count distributions you know to a little bit more aggressive ones um but you know these are not difficult goals. It's not difficult for people to add some resistance training, even with very small amounts of weight. Ignoring some of the previous recommendations, where we had people doing lots and lots of reps with heavier weights, uh, but doing slower reps with really good form. Uh, so you're going to benefit your heart, your brain, um, and your longevity. And we don't want to just cheat death. We want to live a healthier productive life um not just you know live a long life Uh, we're very good as physicians keeping people alive for long periods of time but we want viable years not just years um where people are really healthy and vibrant for the rest of their lives so hopefully this helps and we will discuss some of the other aspects of exercise in future podcasts
0: well uh, again another great podcast if you like the evidence-based medicine um Uh, please subscribe to our channel and tell your friends about it. Alan, thank you again.
1: Thank you. And everybody, I do apologize for
0: our hiatus uh, over the summer. Take care.